Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert and your host. And what's on topic today? It's the end of the year. It's the end of the year. It's the beginning of a new year. What's on topic today? People are going to say resolutions. Not here. Not here. I I run from doing quote unquote the the cliched resolutions. Why? Because I break them. It's just too much pressure. If my heart's not in it, I'm not going to make a resolution about it. So what is on topic? What's on topic is self-evaluation. A self-evaluation of the most important relationships in your life. You can do a self-evaluation and and you might have had at work performance reviews or you're prepping for those. All of that is done and planned and going. But how many of us roll back the clock and instead of worrying about goals that we usually break by the 9th of January, how many of us are rolling back, taking a look, taking inventory of what our year looked like with those most important relationships? The most important relationships I'm talking about are the ones within your own home, your kids, your immediate family, and that all sacred relationship with your spouse. The person you have shared everything with. The person that maybe you're not sharing everything with and you should be sharing everything with. But because of broken promises, because of breakdowns in communication, maybe it's not looking like it was the relationship you started out with. So... I am looking at my own self-evaluation and I'm going to share with you kind of what I'm going through with that. So there's a few questions that I'm going through in my head and this is regarding my spouse. It has been a hot mess of a year. Um, There's been moves, there has been downsizing, there has been one of the hardest moves I've made in my life. There has been a complete vacancy of my children. So we used to have one of the older, you know, one of our older children living with us. And we gave her like the whole floor, upstairs floor in our home, which was a bedroom, a living room, a bathroom. And they were all very nice sized. Um, She worked from home and it just helped with the finances. And this year we lost her and she moved out, which she's done before, but she moved out. We downsized. We are for the very first time. We are in what I call and what I name is like a resort suite. It's an apartment, but the property that we're on is exquisite. It's beautiful and it's lush and it's lovely and warm and, but it's still, it's still an apartment. Um, two bedroom, two bath apartment. And I'm used to four bedrooms, six bedrooms. You see, you feel it. But I've lost all the children, and I know that I'm in some empty nester groups, and when I say I lost, those are tough, tough times when they move out. And it's true, a lot of the empty nesters end up getting divorced. Why? Because there was no work on that relationship, and they're they're changed. The women I talk to, they're changed, and they don't want to be squelched, quieted, or told to be, you know, sit down like they would have been in their 20s and they would have been willing to do possibly in their 20s. And 
So a lot of those guys, a lot of you empty nesters, your marriages are breaking down because you're a different woman than you started out. But this is the time we take stock of what we've been doing for the year. And for me, I'm looking at the intimate relationship. Now, I can certainly do inventory of what he's done or what he hasn't done. So we've had that move. We've had the downsizing. As I said, I cried so much in this downsizing. And then I kind of looked at him and said, this can't go on this way. So we had that kind of a talk, too. And these are hard things. So when I'm taking inventory of the last year, I'm asking myself a few questions. One of the questions is, did I give him my very best? Did I give him my very best at the overall scope? Not, and I have to be really careful that I'm not judging my giving compared to his giving. He would certainly, of course, come out on the short end of the stick. But, but if, I, if I take out the comparison and I just look at me, did I give him my very best in the year? From an overall perspective, 50,000 high level. And my answer to that, I have to look at, how did I feel about him most of the year? How did, how did that reflect on my gestures, my work, um, the things I did to, to serve him? Um, and I don't mean serve like put myself down serve. I mean, we serve each other in a marriage. And did I generally do a good job with that? So that's one of the questions I'm going over. Did I prepare for my relationship in this year? Did I plan to have a relationship? Not, and I have to, again, be careful that I'm not comparing it to what I feel his effort was towards me. But did I prepare? Did I prepare to give? Did I prepare to serve? Did I prepare to be his equal? Did I prepare to be a counsel and, a, and um, you know, sit by his side? Did I prepare to... to um, how we would approach our children, the relationship that we have there. Were we one and the same? How did I prepare for that? Another question I have for myself is, did I handle the unexpected with my best responses? You guys, the unexpected. We had, <clears throat> we had um, gone from living in our house, being told we're going to renew. They wanted us there for a long time. We'd already been there seven years. And we were going to stay. We sold our house back in 2005. We've loved leasing. And we've loved the homes that we've leased. We've treated them like our own. We get letters of recommendations. Two of our two of the landlords have offered us their other homes um, when they've gone to sell or they've gone to move back in or whatever it was. They've even offered us their other homes. And um, so we've had very good relationships. But this year, we were hit with an unexpected. They came in at one time and said, yes, we love you. We want to have you. And then the wife decided that she needed to be back in that house to handle some of her family business from that 
point from that house because she actually they had moved out of state. So here they are. We're in another state. They're um, separate from them. And then they decided after telling us that we we're going to go long term. It takes me a long time to put up pictures in my home because I get so weird about is it going to be here? Is it can we stay? Is are things going to change? And so when they came back and said that, that we could stay and they wanted it long term, even longer than the seven years, um, I finally hung up some brand new pictures of my family. And I thought, here, I am unpacking, finally unpacking. I am that girl. I take seven years to unpack and put up some new photos because I'm too worried. Um, that's a whole nother issue that we can discuss later. But there I was. That is an unexpected. They came in and said, you know what? We have a situation. My wife's going to move back and she needs the house. And we said, okay. So we got 60 days, which is fantastic because she actually wanted to give us two weeks. Um, but our lease didn't, wasn't up by then. <clears throat> so they fulfilled the lease, but that was an unexpected. What was my response time? What or like, what was, how did I respond to the situation? I cried, I kicked, I screamed, emotionally kicked and screamed. Um, but what was that like with my spouse, with my husband? How did I treat him in that transition? We had a rough go. He is very, he gets very concerned that somebody's going to throw away his stuff. That's what, um, an old memory he had of his family is that when they moved from New York to California, he was actually going to stay back um, and stay with a friend. His mom got angry. She said, you're not going to stay here then. You're moving out with us. So he took this motorcycle, a beloved motorcycle. He took it all apart to pack it. He put numbers on it, so corresponding pieces, so that the, he would know how it was all put together, and his mom threw it away. Okay, so I listened to that story decades um, until we had kind of a new view of that situation being maybe she couldn't, um, con you know, maybe that was just too much to transport. Maybe they had a limited amount of space. Maybe he never asked her. He just took it the worst way that you could. Something was unexpected and that was his best response at the time. This move was very tough. Finding another place in 60 days when the markets are going crazy and the prices are wholly bloated. Um, the market, uh, the pricing, the housing prices are bloated. You know, I, how did I handle that? And I have to say, I could have done better. But he was also concerned that people would throw out his stuff. And so we're moving from, you know, 3,500 square feet four bedrooms, three bathrooms, down to two bedrooms, two bath, no storage. And I remember saying, you're going to have to adjust because I realize you don't want me to throw anything away. And I never have, even though he believes that I, I would after 30 something years, I have never thrown away anything of his. Um, but he believed that so much. And so in that situation, I just had to say, you got to figure it out. This is all the room we have. Um, there's no more space. There's not a garage someplace that you get to put this stuff. You, if you want to get a bigger storage, however you want to work it. But perhaps you need to downsize all of your stuff because he kind of became this pack rat. 
um, you know, shoes and shoes and shoes and shoes, which you know, I'm a girl and I have plenty of pairs, but it wasn't anything that he was wearing. Um, so it sounds, it sounds a little judgy on my side, honestly, but my point was, is that he could have kept all the shoes if he wanted them. But my point was, is that he had to look at the unexpected and how he was going to deal with that. Um, another question that I'm asking myself as I look back on the year is, did I fulfill my promises, my covenants to him? Did I fulfill my promises of that home and what I committed to doing, what I, what my role in that home was? Did I fulfill those promises? Another question is, did I, did I have times in the year where I worked on improving and building upon what I was doing. It could have been building upon self-care. It could have been building upon my business. It could have been building upon my relationship with him. It could have been building upon the um, tone and the feeling that you have that I create in the home. It could be building upon maybe creating rooms or spaces that were different or created certain feelings. Did I do that? Did I create that? Another question is, um, do, did I pay attention to me this year? You guys, I am a criminal when it comes to taking care of myself. One of the first times I noticed, and I was sobbing when I realized it, is... When I was on a trip, and I may have shared this story before, I was on a trip with two women and they biked what's called Lodija, Logan, Utah to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and they did it on bikes. And they asked me to go with them and be at these various stops along that journey. And at those stops, I would be there with the car. So if they needed to swap out parts, if they needed... Um, Anything, if somebody got injured, if they needed water, snacks, anything like that, that was my job. Well, they took me along. I had no idea, never cycled, never did any of that stuff. So I was going blind. And they were two amazing women, um, Holly and Laura. Two amazing women, fabulous, dynamic friendship. It's like they could complete each other's sentences. They laughed and giggled and make jokes. And they, um, it wasn't demeaning jokes. It was jokes about just girl, you know, just like songs or whatever. But anyway, and they would listen to their songs and they would talk about the history of their songs or where they were when they used to listen to that, that song and they'd sing it and they just, it was a great time. And I sat in the back like a wallflower because I had never left the house to do something like this never left the house to do something. I was out of my element. I was uncomfortable. I sat in the back. I was, I, you know, I took on this whole, it's my job to be a good support system. And I'm just going to be this, you know, this, what do you call it? Um, well, anyway, so rigid and taking care of everything. And so I had no personality, no sense of humor. And I didn't even know what it was. And I think that was in 2008, maybe 10 Anyway, there I sat in the back and they 
one of them, you know, they're loud, singing, dan- you know, kind of chair dancing. And they turn around and they go, what kind of music do you like, Carlene? And I said, what? You know, very, let me take care of business. What? What, 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 what was that question? What kind of music do you like? Let's put it on. And I sat there and had no idea what kind of music I liked. I had no idea when the last time I had listened to music. And that scared me. It scared me that I am a grown woman. I had seven children and I couldn't answer a simple question like, what's a song you like? What kind of music do you like? So in evaluating this last year, my question is, did I give myself time? Maybe all I needed was, did I, can I see highlights in my year where I gave myself time? Did I see highlights in my year where I celebrated something that I did, that I made, that I went to, that I achieved? Did I do that? Some of it might be work-related. Maybe there was something there that I just kind of skimmed over. Oh, yeah, I did that. I made, you know, $100,000, but I didn't think about it. Did I, what did I do? What did I give myself? Did I give myself 10 minutes? Did I find a way to count me into? And one of the last questions that I ask in reviewing my year is, did I protect the intimacy of my marriage? Did I protect it? Not did he protect it or she protect it, but did I? And if I did, what did I do? What did I do that protected it? Did I build him up publicly? Did I criticize him? Did I complain? Did I gather my girlfriends? Did I discount him? It was interesting because I just went um, and that, it's bringing this to mind as I'm sitting here sharing these thoughts. This comes to mind is that I just like two weeks ago went and I, all these people saw me, saw me and my husband. We were walking apart. We were, you know, we were in the common area in the complex that we're in and we were making ourselves muffins, English muffins. And he was over there making his and I was just walking. These ladies go, wow, your husband looks really great in a suit. And I said, oh my gosh. That is one fine looking man. And there were about five women there. And I, they go, yeah, he looks really great in a suit. And I said, yeah, he does. I said, man, he's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. And a woman looks at me and she goes, wow, that is so nice. Most women just kind of disregard it. Do we, do we disregard it? Do we discount it? Do we go, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Or do we just kind of stand present and go, yes, or, eh, or I'm too embarrassed to acknowledge it, whatever it is, do we do it? Do we protect, did I protect the intimacy of my marriage? It could be that. It could be faithfulness. It could be thinking faithful things. It could be limiting what, you know, the romance things that you watch where there's maybe too much of something that makes people uncomfortable. Um, 
Maybe it's limiting how many videos you're watching. Maybe it's limiting the comparisons that you're doing um, to somebody's Instagram marriage and your real life marriage. What does that look like, that protection? And did, did you do that this year? Did I do that this year? So those are some of the questions that go through my mind instead of resolutions, instead of goals that I, I know when I'm making them, I plan to break um, because there's far more important things for me to pay attention to. But instead of that, I want to spend a year in reflection introspection, um, giving myself an ability to see. And again, these are my introspections of my behavior into the relationships that matter the most to me. Because that's how conflict happens, is when we break it down and we start comparing, we start... Um, adding their behavior to our checklist, their outcomes. And believe me, I've done it. I've done it. I do it. But this is reflection. This is the end of the year, the beginning of the next. This is reflection. And I'm going to spend some time. I'm going to spend some time celebrating me, looking at me, counting me, considering me, seeing what I've done well, seeing what I don't want to include in my new year. Yeah. It's a great day. It's a great day to just ask.